podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Driven nicely. Out to the boundary. Wilson's starting to see them all right. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Cricket Unfiltered. I'm Menas, and it's episode two of my special WBBL series where you can get to know some of the players that make up this fabulous competition. This episode is brought to you by NordVPN, and you can get a special offer if you head to nordvpn.com forward slash cricket unfiltered. It's never been a more important time than right now to sign up for a VPN because you can protect all your private browsing data when you use a VPN and give yourself peace of mind that that information won't float up on the internet somewhere. And also for cricket fans, a VPN is fantastic for keeping up with all the action from wherever you are in the world. You can use your regular sports viewing app that you use at home and by just using a VPN to switch your virtual location so your app still works. So you'll never miss a ball of the cricket season ahead. And if you head to nordvpn.com forward slash cricket unfiltered, there's some great offers there. You get a fantastic rate on two years. There's a money back guarantee. So it's really worth giving it a try. So if you can do me a favor, head to the link in the show notes, nordvpn.com forward slash cricket unfiltered. In this episode, I'm thrilled to be joined by Talia Wilson, who is the wicketkeeper and opening batter for the Sydney Thunder. Talia has been playing in the WBBL since the second season of the competition, and she won the WBBL in 2020 at North Sydney Oval when the Sydney Thunder beat the Melbourne Stars on that famous night. This season, she's made her career best score in the WBBL 83 not out, and the Sydney Thunder are also on track for a finals appearance. Talia is also the wicketkeeper for the New South Wales team in the Women's National Cricket League, and she's putting together a wonderful career already scoring two centuries in that competition. Hi, Talia. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining me. How are you? Thanks, Andrew. I'm very well, thank you. So I'm starting off this WBBL series by asking every guest the same question. What does the WBBL mean to you? I think it's probably the best competition in the world. Um, It brings lots of international players to the tournament. So for us domestic girls, it's definitely a tournament that you want to be involved in. uh, And it helps you understand whereabouts you are with your cricket journey. Uh, fantastic. It's, it's such a special tournament. And, you know, I was, I was lucky enough to be there in 2020 when the Sydney Thunder won the WBBL at North Sydney Oval. I have such fond memories of that win. A fantastic victory in the semi final over the Brisbane Heat and then completely dominating the Stars in the final. Uh, what, you know, what are your memories? So, you know, it must have been so brilliant to actually win the, the tournament. Yeah, definitely. And in that year, we had a hub at Sydney Olympic Park uh, for the seven weeks the competition was going ahead. So for us to come out at the end and win the whole tournament uh, is very special. And as you said, the the Brisbane Heat game, how we ended up winning that, we just fought till the end. And then yeah, the Stars game in the final was a bit of a blur. Everything seemed to go our way. Bar a few catches that we dropped, we probably could have bowled them out for a little bit less. Uh, but yeah, it was a very good game from us. Um, and I think that just was the game of the season for us. I mean, you were quite young when you won the competition, not quite as young as Phoebe Litchfield, but you know, you know, how, how do you look back at that? You know, you, because your career's advanced a lot since then. Um, yeah, sort of how do you sort of reflect on that win? Yeah, so that was my first season as the keeper for Sydney Thunder. The year before that, I was contracted, but we had Rachel Priest in the side. So 
yeah, it was it was a great moment for me. Um, I had my first full season behind the stumps. Uh, yeah, as you said, we're a little bit younger back then. Um, yeah, I'd gone into the hub uh, on my twenty first birthday. Wow! So to come out of it and, and win the whole thing was was pretty cool. So I look back on and I go, wow, well, we're pretty lucky to have done what we've done. And so I'm gathering that's probably your most treasured memory in the WBBL that win. Yeah, definitely. You just don't think after going through the whole season being in a hub that you'd come out on top. But, yeah, we found a way. Uh, we stuck together as a Sydney Thunder unit and, yeah, we made it. Yeah, the Sydney Thunder seemed to cope better with the hub than the Sydney Sixers. Um, <laughs> no comment. You don't have to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this season, um, already you've made your career best score in the WBBL, 83 not out against the Brisbane Heat. You know, how, how do you assess your performance this season? Are you happy with it? Yeah, I definitely think the start of the season started um, quite well. I know I would have liked probably a few more scores that weren't in the 20s or the 30s, but, yeah, to bring out that score against the Heat uh, and to play my natural game and for it to come off, uh, yeah, I think that gave me great confidence for the tournament. Now it's just trying to finish it off at the back end here. We've got five more games left. They're going to be tough games against most of the top four or five sides. So, uh, yeah, hopefully I can continue with some form with the bat. Yeah, the Thunder's had a very good season so far, as you say. It's right in the mix there for the, the finals in that top four position. You know, after a tough year last year, it must be pleasing that the teams bounce back. Yeah, definitely. We only had one win, win last season. Uh, so to be able to go... <laughs> I didn't want to bring that up. <laughs> yeah, so to be... <laughs> That's all right. We've definitely spoken about this before. Um, but to have only lost two games so far and, and had a washout, I think that just showed how far we've grown from last year. I think... Uh, new coaching staff has definitely refreshed the team um, and it has a new belief in what we can do. So, yeah, to start the season how we've done, I don't think you could ask for anything more for this season. You know, I asked this to, to Naomi, who was the last guest, but I imagine the WBBL must be, you know, fun, but it also must be quite an intense period for, for yourself because there's you know, so much cricket in a short period of time. And, you know, although women play a lot of cricket, you know, you don't often get it at this intensity. What's the experience like? Yeah, it can be quite challenging. I think um, year on year, as we're becoming more and more professional, we're starting to understand how to go about WBB a little bit better. But as you said, it, it is a very busy time for us. It's six or seven weeks where you're pretty much training every day or you're flying or you're playing. So you don't really get too many days off um, or too many days of downtime to yourself. So, yeah, it's just about managing as well as you can. And when you've got a supportive team around you, it definitely makes it a lot easier. But, yeah, it's definitely a lot of fun as well. I imagine, and especially when you're winning like this year. Um, how, how does the team sort of come together? Because I know that the squads come together really late. So, you know, how has this Thunder group come together this year? And, you know, who are the sort of characters that help unite the team? Yeah, so we've, we've come together as a whole squad about a week or so out from the first game. We were lucky to have our first game of the season a few days later than everyone else. Um, so it's nice to spend a bit of time together. But I think from an international point of view, the players that we have are world class. So to have Heather now leading us this season uh, and then when you've got Marazan Cup in our squad and then you just add Lauren Bell and then Shamari Adapadion is a late signing. Uh, yeah, it's just magnificent to see what international players we've been able to get this season. And from a domestic point of view, our domestic squad hasn't really changed a lot in the last few seasons. So I think, yeah, we've all, we all get on really well. And as you said, there are probably a few characters in there. Um, with Ebony Hoskin joining our squad for this season, she definitely brings the light to the team. So yeah, I think we've got a good mix this season. 
Yeah, you mentioned some of those stars there. I mean, you know, as a young developing cricketer like yourself, I mean, you must learn so much from players like Heather Knight and Marizana Cap. I mean, what are the, some of the things you've picked up from being in the same team? I think for me, being able to open the batting with Tamari Adipadu, just learning from her, from her on the field. Um, yeah, off the field, there's a lot of banter between us. Um, but on the field, being able to see how she goes about things, just some messages that she says to me between overs, between balls, I think that's helped my game grow a lot um, in confidence. And then, yeah, with Heather Knight there as well, uh, it's pretty cool for me if if Ada, uh, Tamari Adipadu gets out um, and then Phoebe was to get out as well, like Heather's in next and then you've got Marazan. So, I'm very lucky at the top of the order uh, to be able to bat with some world-class batters. Is it quite intimidating sharing a dressing room with these stars sometimes? I don't think so. The The girls, when they first come into the squad, they definitely made us feel – well, we made them feel welcome to be a part of the Thunder, but also we helped them. Yeah, we helped them and then they give us a lot of knowledge on the field as well. So I think there's no, not so much a scare factor, but just more we're very lucky that we're around each other. Yeah, with, with Marazan in the side, some people can say that she gets a little bit scary. Um, but, yeah, she's just quiet and, and just has a quiet nature. Yeah, she's just intense. She's just got that intense look all the time. <laughs> Definitely not the way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, such a fierce competitor, her and Heather Knight. I mean, they must bring so much to the team. And then you add in all the stars, that you know, the local stars. It's a, it's a pretty great squad to be a part. Also been a change of coach in the offseason. Lisa Kitely came in. How's she doing? Yeah, Lisa's been really good for our squad. Uh, I think she's brought sort of a newfound way of playing the game for us. She's just, yeah, brought some refreshing styles. She's told everyone that she backs each and every one of us that go to our strengths as much as we can. And I think that's just what we needed to start the season. And I think you can see how we've been performing, whether that's been with the battle, the ball, that girls have been playing a lot better probably than what they had last year. So, yeah, I think she's just brought something to this group that we lacked in the last few years. And in particular, you know, do you, does she, has she been a good guide for you, you know, up the top of the order giving you sort of instructions? Yeah, definitely. I've opened in the WBBL uh, once before and I probably wasn't as clear as what I am this year. Um, so she said to me, you know, I know my own strength, so go to that. And as the tournament goes on with more confidence, you'll start to develop different areas in your game that will even go further as well. So, yeah, for her, just having that reassurance that she backs my game has definitely helped me perform this season. Awesome. When I go to the WBBL, I'm struck by the, you know, the great feeling, the great vibe of the WBBL. There's there's such a great connection between the teams and the fans. And often at the end of a game, uh, you know, you'll you'll stay behind and you'll sign autographs. I saw last week in North Sydney Oval, whole Sydney Thunder team went out into the crowd to sign autographs. I mean, how important do you see it as sort of your mission to to really engage with the fans? Yeah, I think it's very important and that's the way that it helps us love the game. I think after games, when you see fans there, whether it's a, a win or a loss, they're always smiling, they're always happy to be there and they want to see us and talk to us. So for us, it's just nice and refreshing to be able to go after a game and, and see the fans. And I think they're the ones that make like our Sydney Thunder Club the love club that it is. I think after every game, no matter where we play, there's Sydney Thunder fans. So for us, when we travel, we even see that we have people in every state, which is pretty cool. So, yeah, where we can, we definitely try and see our fans as often as we can because they definitely bring some some light for us. And what about all the kids, though? There's so many kids there who get who get such a buzz when you go and see them after the game. And you know, I'm often struck, you know, we'll be there 
you know, doing interviews and stuff for you know half an hour, an hour after the game, and the, the players are still there signing autographs and talking to the fans. I mean, it's so special to see that. Yeah, definitely. And I think the more kids that we can have on the fence line, hopefully the more of them that want to play the game. So if we can help them a little bit by inspiring them to play cricket and that adds to them actually playing cricket, then I think we've done our job. But, yeah, the main thing for us is to try and make sure that we get to every fan if we can and to make sure that we, we give them the best experience possible. Yeah. What inspired you to play cricket? Uh, I think playing in the backyard with my brother, just finding that love of the game first off, and then watching, it was more the men's cricket on the TV at the time when I was sort of younger, and yeah, to be able to see cricket on the TV, and then once I realised that the women's side, the Aussie side was on the TV as well, I was like, it's actually pretty cool to be able to see women on the TV playing cricket. So yeah, I think that's where my inspiration come from. Do you remember watching those early years of the WBBL as a fan? Yeah, I do. So I was actually involved in the WBBL from the second year. So the first year I watched as a spectator, but from the second year I was a rookie for the Sydney Sixers. The first year Lisa Healy broke a thumb or one of her fingers, sorry, and uh, they didn't have a backup keeper for that year. So the next year, yeah, I was a, a rookie for their side and I've been a part of the WBBL since uh, 02. So, um, yeah, it's been pretty cool to watch the game grow from the first season all the way to now. Yeah, the competition has developed so much in the last nine seasons. I mean, it, it's quite incredible the way the standards improved, the level of professionalism. You as a player must have benefited so much for the increased professionalism and your game, you know, has been able to go to the next level. Yeah, 100%. I think you look back to the first few years when they were playing two games on the one day, they were travelling day of games and all that sort of stuff. And then now we're able to fly pretty much nearly a home and away season, um, if not the neutral games on Channel 7, which is pretty cool. So, yeah, the amount of games that are on Channel 7 these days, all the games are on Fox. So it's pretty cool to see how far the games come, and I'm sure into the future it'll only get more and more professional for us. I love watching the WBBL. A couple of things about the the tournament. So I've got a bugbear. I'm not a big fan of the power surge. I don't think it adds too much to the game. But as a player, what do you think of it? I think it, obviously it's a bit different to international cricket where you have the six overs up front. And as it's only been new to the, the WBBL, it's probably been a little bit difficult to adjust in some sense. So usually in the power play when it was six overs, the last two overs you could target a little bit more, whereas you probably have a little bit different thought process in that point of view. But then I suppose from a batting point of view to have two overs in the back 10 where you can have two fielders out, it's really nice uh, because you know that if you need some overs up your sleeve to be able to get going again, you can use that. But then from a bowling point of view, it, it, yeah, it's, it's quite tough because if you've got a batter going and you can only have two batters out, two fielders out, then it does make it quite difficult. So, yeah, I can see why why we did bring it in and I suppose it does have its advantages. But, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it goes into the future. A lot of discussion this season about the length of the tournament. Lisa Stalaker has said in the past that she's worried that the WBBL will get left behind if it stays at 14 games each per team. I mean, what are your personal feelings towards the length of the tournament? Yeah, I have sort of um, pros and cons of both, I suppose. Um, keeping it the length of the tournament is at least every team plays each other twice. Um, you get a real understanding of who are the strong teams and who are the teams that sort of are lacking that experience for the season. Uh, but then if you were to shorten the competition, I think it makes it a lot more um, accessible and exciting for international players to come across and play in the tournament because they know it's not as long of a tournament. You, you think about the 100, for example, it's a shortened season. 
and a lot of players enjoy playing in that because of that reason. And with the international schedule becoming more and more full, it's going to make it tough for not only the international overseas players, but also the the Aussie girls to play in it as well. So, yeah, I can see why they, they do want to shorten the competition, but it'll be interesting to see if they do, how they decide who plays who the two times within the season. Yeah, I think you'll be playing the Sixers twice every year <laughs> because that's a bit of a blockbuster game. I can guarantee yeah. that. Also, I think um, it's been floated that if they took games away from the WBBL, they need to be put back in somewhere else. So whether that's extra games in the Women's National Cricket League or a mini T20 tournament for the States, because female cricketers don't play quite as much as men's cricketers. You know, you don't have a four-day competition during the season. So if you take out the cricket from the WBBL, I believe it needs to go somewhere else. I completely agree. I think we have been trying to push for more cricket uh, over the last few years and we definitely have got more cricket. We've got full rounds of WNCL now where we play everyone twice. So, yeah, for some reason that the WBBL did get reduced, um, yeah, including them games in our Women's National Cricket League in some extent, whether it's two-day cricket, 50-over cricket, T20 cricket, uh, yeah, just making sure that we don't lose games of cricket. Yeah, exactly. More cricket, the better. Yeah. Now, I just want to turn to chat a little bit about your career for New South Wales. So so you, you inspired, uh, you know, by playing backyard cricket with your brothers. Which club did you play for growing up? So I played for Albion Park Junior Cricket Club. So I started in the under-10s and went all the way through to the under-16s. Uh, so, yeah, I was pretty lucky that I had a group of boys that I played with that were really supportive and I grew up really around. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool to be able to play with them. So you were playing boys cricket? Yeah, so I played boys cricket, as I said, all the way through to under-16s. In my last season of boys cricket, I did travel to Sydney to play in the, the Brewer Shield side, uh, which is a under-18s comp in Sydney. Uh, but, yeah, from, from when I was eight years old, I played boys cricket. Wow. Yeah, did you get sledged a lot when you were playing in a boys team from the opponents? Not too much. I feel like a lot of the um, the boys would sledge each other in the other side if they would get out to me or um, <laughs> if I'd hit them for four or anything like that. So, yeah, I was pretty lucky. Uh, you made a fantastic start to your career for New South Wales. You know, you made two centuries for the Blues now, but last year you made your first century and it was a magic moment. Friend of the show, Phoebe Litchfield, was out there with you and, and you two brought up your maiden centuries against Western Australia. I mean, can you tell me what it was like to, to get the three figures for the Blues? Yeah, it was pretty amazing, I think, growing up. Obviously, the Big Bash come along, but for me, it was still getting my baggy blue first, um, so becoming a part of the, the blue family. Uh, but, yeah, just got my first century uh, with Phoebe out there as well. And, um, for us to bat for as long as we did together, it was pretty cool. Like We've played a lot of cricket together now, and on that actual day, it was the past players event, so all the uh, past and also uh, just retired New South Wales female cricketers were there watching on as well. So, yeah, it was pretty special. Uh, to be able to raise my bat for the first time while they were all there as well. And good to do it with Phoebe. Is she a mate of yours, being in the Thunder? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Phoebes and I um, get on really well. We like to chat about batting while we're out in the middle, but then also, you know, you can't always talk about cricket when you're in the middle, so you might talk about a few other things as well. But, yeah, I think to see Phoebe's class and talent, she's just one in a bloody million. I, I don't think I've seen someone like her with the bat um, so it was pretty cool for me to sit up the other end and, and watch her go about her her business. And then when she was getting close to the 100, I then realised that I was actually close too. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think us batting out there and having such a good partnership, we sort of forgot about what we were on on the scoreboard and we're just happy that we were posting a big total for, for our New South Wales side. Uh, excellent. Were, were the, the 90s nervous for you? 
Um, a little bit, I think at first. I think Phoebe got out when I was sort of in the 90s. Um, so I was sort of riding behind her for most of my innings. Um, and then I was pretty lucky that I ended up going through the 90s quite quickly. I think I hit a four and then a two or maybe. And so I got there pretty quickly, which was nice. I didn't have to wait in the 90s too long. Excellent. Well, last question there, Tay. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. You, you're putting together a great career for New South Wales. I've got the stats here, 39 matches 200s, 850, averaging over 30 with the back, which is very, very good. Obviously, you want to play for Australia. You know, you sort of, I mean, I gather there's a lot of people in your position thinking, okay, as soon as Elisa Healy retires, we want to be the keeper that's picked for the Australian side. Is that your kind of driving ambition? Yeah, definitely. And I suppose I'm lucky enough to be able to work with Elisa at New South Wales. Um, So to be able to sort of learn from her with both bat and gloves is pretty cool. But yeah, I think being a New South Wales player, we want to try and keep that that keeping spot within New South Wales if we can for the Aussie side. But I think, yeah, it's just trying to put performances out of the park that help me get selected. I think this big bash has probably been a really big one for me to sort of show people what my Team 20 game can be like because probably over the last few years I haven't shown that. It's pretty much been more with the New South Wales side and the 50-over format. So, yeah, hopefully I can keep scoring runs and, and keep being clean behind the stumps and Maybe I'll get recognised. Absolutely. Well, Talia, best of luck for the rest of the WBBL season. Best of luck for the rest of the season as a whole. But thanks so much for joining me on Cricket Unfiltered. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Thanks so much, Andrew. It was a pleasure. This is a Piccolo Podcast production. Sports Social Podcast Network.